Super Mario Kart. Woohoo! We need to get this out within the next two months. We actually are friends outside of the podcast. I'm walking away. I'm going to take a break from that. I'm not well-versed in Donkey Kong lore. Battle mode, man. Battle mode. I have never been so completely destroyed by a challenge yet. How do we start these? What's that smell? It smells burnt. <laughs> this is going to be a sad time. <laughs> Podcast episode I can already tell. Oh, man. We're all sick. Everybody's sick. The world is sick. I'm recovering from a cold. Chris is I, coughing in the corner. I am in the middle of a cold. So, pardon our voices, but we thought, you know, we need to get this out within the next two months, so we better record it today. <laughs> Apologize for the bad consistency of upload time. Oh, man. You know, it's like the post-cold, where you're you're done with all the, like the nose blowing, but you've just got this like congealed snot everywhere. It's like yep. in your throat, it's in your nose. So I guess I probably don't sound that bad, but... No, you sound pretty normal. I'm sure I sound... You just sound congested. Yeah. Just a little bit congested. That's why. Well, about I... I took ibuprofen at like 5.30 this morning and fell back asleep and I woke up in a pool of my own sweat. So I don't feel, I like, I feel fine I because I'm like on medicine. So yeah, I have to say, I think this, this cold was the first time I actually noticed how powerful like Dayquil and NyQuil is. Dude. I like went into the, this is like 10 at night and I go in and like, I take some and then I lay back down and all of a sudden, like, I'm not like shivering or t- cold anymore. And I'm like, yep. I don't have a headache anymore. And I'm like, yep. wow, I can actually sleep. It's a miracle drug. It's, <laughs> it's incredible. Drug. Medicine. Medicine. <laughs> medicine. <laughs> Drugs are medicine. Funny story about NyQuil. I <laughs> took some NyQuil because I was sick. And then this is before I was married, so I could stay up late. And then... <laughs> I forget how, but I ended up doing a Destiny raid with a bunch of, like, randos. Uh-huh. But I had already taken NyQuil. <laughs> oh, no. I'm, like, literally, like, whoa. <laughs> <as> I, like, <laughs> oh, no. Were you friendly I mean, firing? But I mean, you can't hurt each other, but uh, it's pretty funny. Amazing. I look back at that at fun times. That was probably the last time I ever did a Destiny raid with randos. It probably isn't really worth playing Destiny with randos, is it? I much prefer playing with people I know. I think that goes for basically any online game. Yeah, I'm personally, I'm not a like meet someone online and become friends with them. Pretty much all my friends I've I know. Like, I, I mean, you could, I suppose. The, the The difficulty doing that in online games is that you don't have any way to interact or get to know somebody outside of the context of the game. Yeah. So unless you're on voice chat, which is always a risk with randos, yep. like there's no way to like get to know the person. I could maybe see it if you like went to like a public discord server and maybe you hit it off with somebody cool, but like, right, right. otherwise it ain't going to happen. Yeah. Yeah. I'm not, I've never been a big meeting people through online things. Although <clears> I know <throat> there are people who do that. So I'm not like racking on them. It just doesn't really mesh with How dare you? you know? How dare you rag on these people? Oh my. It's the only way that they can get to know. No, that's not <laughs> true. Either. I've met some cool people online, but yeah, it's not for everyone. Yeah. All in I managed to play Gunstar Heroes last night. It was pretty fun. It Chris was extremely fun, especially on the pyramid where I kept throwing Ollie down and he'd die over and over again. Oof, get good. Jeez. <laughs> we used to play Gunstar Heroes on the Wii back at my house a lot. Yeah, the Game Boy Advance version, right? No, no, no. Like I had the, the Wii Virtual Console version of Gunstar Heroes. I do also have the Game Boy sequel, Gunstar Wait. Super Heroes. Hold on, hold on, hold on. Okay. The Wii Virtual Console, wasn't that a Game Boy game? Game Boy Advance game? No, that was the Genesis game. Oh, I always thought it was like the Game Boy Advance version. Yeah, the Wii didn't have confused. Game Boy games. The Wii only had like NES, Super Nintendo, Genesis, Turbo Graphics, Super Nintendo 64. It didn't have any handhelds. It only had console games. Oh, okay. I didn't know that. Yeah. Okay, yeah. But that was like 15 <laughs> years ago that we played that. Yeah. Wow. Okay. I guess you don't remember that. <laughs> No, actually, I, I don't know if I actually remember that. I think that it was just probably we played it at least once. Oh, I remember playing it with you like 15 years ago. Sure. 
But we also booted it up last night because we were just chilling. As yeah. like we were all well, we actually are friends outside of the podcast, <laughs> so we actually spend time with each other. Heaven forbid. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, we played it. It was a pretty good time. Uh, I had to remember all the controls though, so that was a little rough. So I actually just recently got the expansion pass. I don't like the button mappings. It's oh, really yeah, weird using the dead. like the Joy-Con and stuff, or even like the like the traditional like four button cross arrangement. Yeah. It's weird. Like I'm playing some Nintendo 64 games, and I'm like, oh, how do you play Star Fox? 64. Yeah, how do you play terrible. Star Fox with all like I don't even know how to do a loop the loop anymore. It's bad. So you have to use the right analog stick. And then, but then you're having to like move your thumb away, and yep. it's just like, oh, it's yeah, bad. Yeah, it's rough. It's super rough. It's bad. I will say I've enjoyed playing Paper Mario on Nintendo 64. Yeah, I have Paper Mario on the Wii, so I'm not going to start a new save file. I'd rather right, just right. play it over there. But and then the other one, I have to say really quick: Sin and Punishment. How do you even play that? I don't even. It's know impossible. What that game is. Okay, so it's a running gun. Sure. You're, well, no, no, no. It's a rail shooter, kind of like Star Fox. But you're literally running. You're just running forward. Oh, but right, right, right. You have on the control stick, you move your cursor for shooting, but then you strafe with the D-pad. This is like one of the few uh, N64 games that you would have like the middle and the left prong. But like you can't do that on the Switch <laughs> controller because the D-pad... Yeah, exactly. You have like the D-pad underneath the control stick. That's like impossible. I don't yeah. understand how you're supposed to play it. It's like the... Uh, what's it called? The uh, the Ekans flipping game. <laughs> it's exactly like that. Yeah. yeah, it's exactly like that. My wife was like, "Wait, how do I aim this?" <laughs> and then, and then this flicking is like so terrible. Oh my gosh! Because it's like the the original joystick for the Nintendo sixty four was a lot more stiff, and so you could like get gradations of it. Yeah, degrees of it a lot easier. Anyway, yeah. anyway. so that's been fun. Yeah, you can, you might say that it's been immortalized. Chris. <laughs> I just thought it literally on the spot. I'm, I'm, I'm taking off my headphones. <laughs> I'm walking away. I'm going to take a break from that. He's gone. <laughs> just kidding. Just kidding. All right. So, yeah, one of the games that we played for this episode of the podcast was The Immortal. The Immortal. The Immortal for <clears throat> the NES. It was released in November 1990. Not the immortals, like you were saying all, all last episode. Yeah, I was confused. <laughs> so it was released for the NES as well as the Genesis. Oh. Um, the NES version only has seven levels, but the Genesis version has eight levels. Interesting. Or something like that. But Who developed it? The, the developer was Sane Castle, and it was published by Electronic Arts. Electronic Arts. It's one of those games where they like show the individual designers on the title screen, and you're like, huh, Will Harvey. That seems like somebody I'd know. Oh, actually, this is kind of cool. Rod, Rob Hubbard did the composing. He's pretty famous. Oh, yeah? Yeah, he did a lot of like classic Commodore 64 music. He's a really good chiptunist. Nice. Well, so... Ollie, what were your initial impressions on booting up The Immortal? Let's see. It's very like dark fantasy, high fantasy. I guess my first impressions is I was very impressed. We'll get into more with like the art and music sections of the podcast, but like it's a pretty good like NES game. Like tell it's like a late NES game. They really knew what they were doing. Yeah, like it I was super impressed when I first booted it up. I was like, dang, this is an NES game? Yeah. Like, Minius can do this? It's kind of like an isometric view, and you're in these rooms, but your guy is, like, pretty well, like, animated and everything. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, like, it's kind of impressive. There's, like, different... I'll get into that in a sec. But, yeah, initial impressions were like, oh, this is pretty de- This is pretty dank. This is pretty impressive. Yeah. Um. So, the gameplay, just so that everyone knows what this looks like, if you didn't join us in playing The Immortal, it's like an isometric action-adventure where you like explore these rooms and you go indoors. Um, there's like traps. It kind of reminded me of ET, where you'd randomly just fall into a pit and die. <laughs> we'll get into uh, that. I have more to say about that. In a second, okay. Yeah. <laughs> um, and then there's enemies that walk around, and if you run into them, you enter like a battle screen. You can like poke straight ahead, or you can slash from the left or slash from the right. And there's dodging involved. Really quick. So this is a, a wizard. You're a wizard, and you have a cane, and you have a staff. 
and you use that to cast fireballs, but then you also have a sword. So you're like multi-classing into both wizard and fire, right. I suppose. So when you run into an enemy and get into the battle screen, you use your sword. Yep. Outside of battle, you can shoot a fireball. But the I guess fireball stuns? Actually, I think it does damage. It only affects the bats. The bats. Okay, because I was trying to like spam one of the enemies and just like try to kill them that way. I don't know if I actually like whittle them down or not. I don't I don't think it hurts them. Okay. I think yeah. I read that it only affects the bats. Yeah. Gotcha. Those bats are so hard. I hate oh bats. My oh my gosh. They're everywhere and they just like kill you so fast. But anyway. like some of the traps. There's like little fire traps in the ground. There's pits that open up beneath you. Arrows. There's worms that come up and eat you. There's arrows that fly across the Yeah, like the literal screen. sandworms. They just go... Yeah, and they just eat you. Yeah. So I looked up the speed run for this game. Okay. How long do you think it takes to beat the seven floors in the NES? Uh, I would say maybe 30 minutes. 10 minutes and 48 seconds. Really? I guess if you know what to do, you can just like zoom through. I guess you just run for it. Yeah. Like yeah. don't even fight anything. Because I don't... Do you even gain levels? I don't think you do. No. Yeah. You just get hurt. You get hurt. So there's yeah. like these uh, patches of hay. There's like hay piles around, mm-hmm. scattered around the dungeons. So you can sleep on them to regain health. But there isn't really any leveling. Yeah. So I, the next section I want to talk about is the art. Wait, wait, wait. Are we still talking about gameplay? Oh, did you have more you wanted to talk about gameplay? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, you kind of hinted at this a little bit with the traps. So this is an adventure game, right? And it's very much a classic 80s adventure game where the replayability comes from being how stupid difficult it is. Yep. Like, I kid you not, we're talking about, we're walking around in the very first room that you're in. And there's a little, like, some, like, broken tiles on the ground. You can walk over it to it. It says, you might want to move. And then if you don't, oh, a sandworm jumps out and eats you. And then that happens everywhere. Like that kind of like just like completely unbeknownst to you, cheap shot traps happen everywhere. Yep. And it's a password based system. So this is like, it's kind of reminds me of like the King's Quest point and click adventure games where it's just like you can randomly die if you do the wrong thing. Yep. So I think the replayability came from just like having to memorize how the game works, yep. which is kind of stupid. Like, there, for example, I didn't get very far, but I watched a playthrough because I was interested. And at one point, you have to like, you get these spores. It's an item. And you have to like use the spores to kill some enemies, but you have to leave the room before you do. I mean, like you have to put, do it and then leave quick because otherwise you'll die because the spores will kill you. But like there's other places you can just use the spores and then it just, you die. Yep, well, for another example, you, you, get this, you get this amulet and you're like, huh, an amulet. And then there's like a shaft of light. You can hold the amulet up to the shaft of light and you can say, oh, there's an inscription on the back. And if you read the inscription on the back, it just kills everybody in the room, including yourself, and you die. What? But, like, the amulet comes into play later on in the game. And so it's very much like, oh, you, you get three lives per floor, but, like, it's very it's very difficult. Like, would you say it's kind of like the text adventure? It's like, yeah, yeah, exactly. Thing. You can't do that. Do this thing. You died. Okay, get back to that point. Do this well, thing. Well, not so much, like, I think because it's not a text game, it's a little bit more easy to know what you're limited and what you can sure. and can't do. Yeah. But it is very much like trial you do a error. thing and you're just like, yeah, very trial and error, yeah. which I don't know. If you're grown up in the late 80s, maybe you're more patient for that. But I was just like, yeah, no, no, dog. No signposting, no handholding, no indication what you should do. Yeah. Like I got to a part and I looked around for like five minutes and I was like, wait, I don't know where to go from here. And then I just give up. Yeah. A lot of times it's like you have to know which item to use. Yeah. A lot of times you have to know like who to talk to. The final boss fight, quote unquote, is actually kind of cool. If you haven't seen it, I recommend you look it up. All right. I'll look it up. We don't want to spoil anybody on this game. <laughs> All right. Let's As move your on. voice is dripping with sarcasm. <laughs> <laughs> let's move on and talk about the art. The art. You had some stuff you wanted to talk about the art. Oh, my, just the art is great. Like, it's really impressive. Like, they have, so maybe this is an indication of how brutal, brutal this game is, 20 different death animations. Wow. Which is pretty impressive. And, like, also, like, I don't remember how the NES does its spriting. Like, I'm pretty sure, like, there's maybe, like, 24 by 24 or something. But, like, all the all the sprites are, like, fairly large. And then when you go into the fighting area, like, very good pixel art like they use 
they don't really use a lot of dithering, but they use this really very like dark fantasy, dark shadows, blocks of color that are really evocative and work really well. I think they did an amazing job on the art. And again, it's like this isometric like environment. So I, I, it's really well done. Yeah, no, the art, like I said, in the initial impressions was like, dang, this is this is good art, especially for the NES. Like it seems like uh, maybe like early Genesis or like early SNES art, you know? Mm-hmm. It's like, a lot like there's a little bit more desaturated, a lot more blacks and stuff. It's not super yeah. colorful, but like really evocative. Yeah. Well done. I had to play with the sound off. Did you play with the sound? Yeah, I did. Uh, it's kind of funny whenever you like go up to a, a goblin to fight a goblin. He's like, Rawr! So they like somehow digitize like some sort of yell or something. Sure. And uh, I don't know if maybe there's a couple of other digitized voices. For the most part, though, like like I mentioned, like the the composer for the game is pretty famous. I wasn't like super impressed. I could tell that they did a good job, but like none of them were like. I didn't. I wasn't like, oh wow, yeah, that's really good. All right, characters and story. There is a story. I think that's probably the main appeal of this game. Yeah, it's like you're a wizard, Harry, and you <laughs> intercept a message meant for someone else. Yeah. Which, by the way, when that face shows up in that first room, that was when I was like, holy cow, this is like legit. Like yeah. the art and everything, like yeah. it like phases in and phases out. I was like, well, yeah. that is crazy. And it's like, come help me. And then there's like some plot twists or something. I read through the story. I could not tell you what the story is. I could try to try to explain it from my watching a 40 minute playthrough. So like, so you, you're a wizard and you're like, there's another sorcerer, a powerful sorcerer stuck at the bottom of this dungeon. And he's like, save me Dunrick. And then at the very end of that message, it says, but your name is not Dunrick. And you're like, what? So that's kind of exciting. You go outside the first room and Dunrick is dead on the ground. So you pick up his ring. Uh, actually, later on, you find Dunrick. He actually survives. That's not actually Dunrick. Oh. Um, but you go around, you're a wizard, and you're picking up various items. A lot of them are kind of random. But you're getting yeah. various rings, various spell books, whatever. Um, at one point, there's like trolls and goblins. The goblins kind of try to kill you, but then there's a goblin king. And through some really uh, random way that I didn't quite understand, you save the goblin king's life. And so he's like, I'm going to help you out. And then at one point they're like, "Hey, there's like a waterway, and oh no, there's like a fountain. There's a fountain of life. Fountain of life. So that's important. So there's a fountain of life, and there's a waterway, and it's being guarded by this monster. And the goblins are like, "Here, we're going to help you lure out the monster, and we'll flush it away through the sluice gate." And I'm like, I don't even know what a sluice gate is. Whatever. <laughs> anyway, so you get further along, you find out that. Uh, Mordenkai or whatever his name is this like Mortimer. I think it's Mortimer <laughs> Mortimer yeah the evil sorcerer he like lured away uh, Dunrick's daughter so you like find her his daughter and you're supposed to pick up this random like three pixel large sprite on one of the floors and that's Anna's ring and if you give Anna the ring you get the good ending Um, in which case I think you like marry her or something anyway so you're that's going to love what happens when you give a ring to a girl so yeah what's interesting is that like at every patch of hay you go into a dream sequence that tells you about the story and like the backstory of the world and apparently there is dragons dragons were a whole thing and dragons used to live in this land but then mortimer came along and like killed the dragons and so you start to think oh maybe this teacher that i thought was my wizard teacher isn't actually a good guy so you're continuing along eventually you get down to the bottom of the dungeon and you find a dragon and the dragon is protecting the fountain of life and mortimer suddenly appears and he's like i want that fountain of life i want to kill all the dragons this is the last living dragon kill him for me but actually what you end up having to do is you don't kill the dragon you use your spell book to protect to defend yourself against the dragon's attacks but then you trick the dragon no you trick trick mortimer into getting killed by the dragon and then Uh, the dragon's like thanks dog and you're like no worries and then you leave the end it's a, kind of an interesting game. The story's kind of interesting. I think yeah. it'd be worth playing if it wasn't so dang hard. Yeah. But I would recommend watching a playthrough because it is kind of interesting. Yeah. Um, I, <laughs> that was a story for sure. <laughs> <laughs> I have nothing else to say about this. And I can say that I read the plot 
And that was basically it. But I could not recite it for you, even after Ollie saying it. <laughs> um, oh, so back of the box quote I found interesting. Oh, interesting. When nightmares come to life, you discover you're not immortal. And then that was fitting because the game was kind of a nightmare. <laughs> but I already knew I wasn't immortal, so. <laughs> Incredible. So should we rate it? Yeah, let's go for it. All right. Uh, why don't you? I'll go first on this one, and I'll go second on Mario Kart. No, sounds good. You go first on this one, and I'll go first on Mario Kart. Okay, sounds good. I will rate it neutral. Hmm. I will say that like there's some saving graces, namely the art. Well, I, I don't know. Maybe not. Hmm. Give me two seconds. No, I think I'll do one thumb down. Because like there is some saving grace from the art, and the story is very interesting if you have a chance to like watch it. But like the gameplay is just very difficult. The sound is just like, it's just like, it's not really worth your time. It's not like a Dark Souls difficult. It's just a difficult a that difficult. is lame. Yeah, it's yeah. Just difficult that like, haha, I'm going to pull your pants down because you didn't realize what you're supposed to do because I didn't tell you. Like, you have <laughs> yeah. to be psychic to be able to play through it. It's like, guess what the teacher's thinking, but if you guess wrong, you die. <laughs> exactly. That is a better analogy. Um, so my rating, I give it two thumbs down. Oh, jeez. If you boot up the game and see the original, like the face that I mentioned appearing, you'll be like, well, that's cool. And then you walk into the next room and be like, I don't want to play this anymore. I was actually chatting with a, uh, a friend of mine that watches the podcast or listens to the podcast, I should say. And he was playing some of the some of the games for this week as well. And he's uh -huh. like, this is a this is a bullet hell. <laughs> yeah, with all the arrows and stuff. All the arrows, all the fireballs. It's like, I don't want to play this. This is a bullet hell. What is this? Yeah. <laughs> It's a bullet L with really bad controls. Exactly. <laughs> That's funny. Okay. Well, so, yeah, I think it's worth – watch a playthrough. If you're interested, I think it's worth – there's, like, full playthroughs you can watch on uh, YouTube. And you can marvel and laugh at, like, how stupid some of the mechanics are. Like, oh it's goodness. literally, like, you have to hold on to a spell book until the very last boss. And then the dragon tries to breathe fire on you at six times. And you have to time right when you use the turn to stone spell. And if you time it wrong, then you die and you have to start That's over again. So it's annoying. so bad. Oh my goodness. Okay. Well, let's lay the immortal aside and move on. To rest. To, to rest. Lay it to, to rest. Lay it to rest. And move on to the second game that we played this week, which was... Super Mario Kart. I'm already listening to the title screen music. It's amazing. <laughs> yep. Can we, just, can we just jump to the rating and just get that out of the way? Because like... No. No, people have to wait to find out. Okay, all right, maybe all right. we'll pull the rug out from underneath their <laughs> eyes. All right, their that ears, was a really their bad. ears, their ears, their ears. Um, so, Super Mario Kart for the SNES was released in Japan August twenty seventh, nineteen ninety two, and in the US September first, nineteen ninety two. So, like a difference of like five days. <clears throat> kind of a mid mid life cycle, and. It was released to like basically raving reviews. Like all mm. the reviews I saw were like ninety percent or higher. Well, honestly, this is probably this is like started in a genre. Like this was yeah. the first kart racer, right? Yeah. So this is like the original kart racing game. I think people might have just been like blown away by it. They're like, "This is so cool!" Like yeah. the whole paradigm of kart racing, items, the mode seven. Like, you know, like, yeah, I could totally see that. Super impressive. Yeah. So initial impressions, Ollie. So this is, again, difficult because this is one of those games that I played in the basement of my next door neighbor. Um, <laughs> With the, what was that, a troll staring through the window at you yeah. or something? <laughs> I hate so Dracula, Dracula so in the bathroom. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, first impressions. Like, you fire it up. There's not even, like, a Nintendo logo. It's just, like, bam, title screen. Exciting music. You got them driving along in the behind. It's kind of fun because it's like it looks like crayon was sketched on like the sky in the yeah. background, and it says press B to tell you like how to how log to start. in. Yeah. But it's it's pretty fun and exciting. I'm sure we'll get into like the actual gameplay and stuff. But initial yeah. impressions, it's pretty exciting. It's like whoa, Mario Kart. Yeah. So for my initial impressions, um, I don't remember the first time I played this game. I've played it my entire life. Like, exactly. Yeah. You know. So. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> So, yeah, now we're talking about gameplay. Are you gameplay. ready? <clears throat> so it's a kart racer. It's a kart racer. There are eight characters to choose from. Okay, However, so you know, the deep, you know the deep stuff on this, so I'm going to let you talk about the, the gameplay here. 
Okay, so there are eight characters, uh, but there are duplicates of each type of driving. So there's only four like cart types. types. Yeah. Right. Mario and Luigi are all rounders. They're basically average at everything. Yep. Uh, Peach and Yoshi focus heavily on acceleration. Okay. Bowser and Donkey Kong Jr. slow acceleration, but their top speed is really fast. Wait, wait, wait. That's Donkey Kong Jr.? It's Donkey Kong Jr. Is that the same Donkey Kong in Donkey Kong Country? I think there's like... I think Donkey Kong Country's Donkey Kong is Donkey Kong Jr. Yeah. I, I'm not well-versed in Donkey Kong lore. <laughs> <laughs> but Sorry. I'm pretty sure Let's I've continue. heard <laughs> things about that. Yes. Okay. Um, and then Koopa Troopa and Toad are like handling mostly. Okay. Wait, wait, wait. What did you say Bowser and Donkey Kong Jr. were? Are they Slow speed? acceleration, fast top speed. Yeah. Yeah. Makes sense. Um, um, so there's a couple game modes. There's your Grand Prix, which you play through a cup. Yep. Right. And you're placed at the end based on the points you get, just like every other Mario Kart. Um, then there's time trial and versus or battle mode or whatever. Mm-hmm. Uh, time trial, you just pick a cup or sorry, you pick a track. And then you don't even get a mushroom like you do in later games. You just drive the track by yourself. Yep. So in Grand Prix mode, which is the one that most people play. Yeah. Um, there's item blocks on the ground that item, you can drive I would over. say item spaces. Item, item, yeah, item squares. Yeah. Item pads. That's yeah. a good one. I didn't list out all the items. But you've got your classic green shell, red shell, banana, ghost. Feather. Right? Only there's feather a fe- shows up in the this feather. one. You can jump. I think Feather comes back in like 8, right? In the battle mode. Maybe in the battle mode. I don't remember it, honestly. I think it's in the battle mode. Yeah. Um, and then there's Lightning Bolt, but you like rarely get it unless you're like in last place. Yeah. Um, but that's basically it, right? There's Ghost. I oh, guess, Mushroom. Is, that, is, that, is the Boo only for multiplayer? I don't think so. I think you can get it in the race. Yeah. However, the computers that are playing... You race with all the characters, so eight people in a race. I, probably, um, I bet that was impressive when it first came out. Like, oh, yeah, because yeah. usually you only have like four, yeah. like an F-Zero, right? Yeah. Um, they each have an own, like they don't get the item blocks like they do in later Mario Karts. They each have their own item that they can use at any time, whenever they want. So like Mario and Luigi could just pop a star whenever they want. <laughs> so they shoot a red shell and they're like, bam, I'm invincible. <laughs> cool. <laughs> Wasted my red shell. <laughs> Uh, Peach and Toad can either lay or throw a, lay behind them or throw a mushroom on the ground. Um, and if you drive over it... It's not a speed-up mushroom. Right. It's yeah. a shrink mushroom. It makes you small like you got hit by a lightning bolt. And if you yeah. get run over, you get flattened and like it's terrible. Yeah. Uh, Bowser has a fireball that he can throw or lay and acts like a banana. Yoshi can lay or throw an egg, acts like a banana. Uh, Donkey Kong Jr. can lay or throw a banana. It acts like a banana. <laughs> <laughs> and then... The interesting thing about green shells in this game is if you use a green shell, it just shoots it straight forward like every other game. Yep. But if you hold down and press A, it just lays it on the ground. It doesn't shoot it backwards. Oh, interesting. And Koopa Troopa has a green shell, but he can only lay it. He can't throw it forwards. Gotcha. Yeah. So those are the items. Um, and then there's four cups in the that you can... What is yep. that called? Four cups that you can race in. Um, each of them have five tracks. And yep. each track has five laps. So yep. it's a little different formula than... They're shorter tracks. In general. Yeah, they're shorter, so there's more laps to like fill out the time. Yep. Um, so it's a little different than like Mario Kart 64 or something like that, where it's yeah. four tracks with three laps, but they're longer. One thing I wanted to point out about Grand Prix mode, it's very unlike every other Mario Kart, is that it has this concept of like uh, rank out that you don't really see in the other games. You have to yeah. get at least fourth place or you lose a life. And you have you to lose a life and redo the track. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, so it's a little bit more uh, strict. No, what's what's the word? Harsh, something like that. Yeah, it's a yeah. little like yeah, yeah, yeah. So Oliver mentioned last time on the podcast, you said, "Hey, you need to tell them how long it took you to beat this game." Okay, that's gonna be my that's gonna be my challenge. Because when we get to challenges and stuff, I was struggling to come up with a challenge for Chris, but I think he's already completed the challenge for Super Mario Kart. So please talk about that. Yeah. So, I mean, like I said, I've played this game my whole life. Was this in like college or high school? Uh, it was either the summer between college and high school or the summer after my first year of college. Yeah. And I was just like, you know what? 
I'm going to be Super Mario Kart. I've never done it. Neat. 100% so, complete. Yeah. So I got gold on like every single cup. And like, so you start out with 50cc and 100cc, and then you unlock 150cc after getting gold on all the previous tra- cups. Mm-hmm. And then you have to do it on 150. And like this game, like Oliver, you kind of said it, it's harsh. Like there's no drift to boost. There's no, like the items help, but they don't help that much. You know, there's no blue shell. It requires precision. Yeah. Yeah. Like it's basically whoever drives the best is going to get the higher place overall in the cup. Right. Except unless you're a computer. What what do you mean? Rubber banding, man. You're telling me about how insane this is. Yeah. The rubber banding is like so crazy in these games. Oh man. But yeah, I was like 19 and I like, it took me like, Con, I don't even remember how long I played it for. Just the final cup in the CC. Like, yeah, it was day. crazy. Yeah, and I would get to like Rainbow Road, and I'm like, okay, I have to get first, and X person has to get third for me to win, and it would like never work out, right? Oh man! Until finally, like, and it was like getting more and more hopeless, and then I beat the fourth track, and I had been, gotten first in every single one, mm-hmm. and I was placed in such a way that all I had to do was get fourth to like win on rainbow road. So I was like, yes. Excellent. And like, excellent. I ended up getting first anyway. So I like perfected 150 CC on the final cup. And I was like, yeah. And like yelled at my house. Everybody's like, what's wrong? What's wrong? He's like, no, I beat it. I beat it. <laughs> it was great. Yeah. Excellent. So hard. I remember you would talk to me like when we hang out that summer and you're just like, this is killing me, man. It's Dude, so bad. It was so crazy. Like weeks, so crazy. Weeks, weeks. Oh, man. But this time, we actually got to play two-player. Yeah. What'd you think? I mean, we've played two-player before. What do you mean, what we think? This is classic. What'd you think of the two-player? It's classic. No, but like, how good I was. (laughs) (laughs) I'm fishing for compliments here, (laughs) Ali. Just kidding. I'm super rusty. We were pretty evenly matched. Were we? I thought you were killing me pretty... I mean, it it depended on the track, but... Yeah. I have to say really quick... Things that I didn't realize about Super Mario Kart that I learned from playing it just recently. Uh, there's different kinds of terrain, and that affects how easy it is for you to skid. Yep. Um, skidding is really, like, doing, like, drifty is really hard, because, like, you can spin out really easily. Also, you can't do, like, the back and forth like you do in the modern Mario Karts. Yep. So you have to, like, do one arc, and that's it. Yep. Yeah, it's tough. Oh, what character do you play in Super Mario Kart? Yoshi. Yoshi? Every time. Now, growing up, I either played Koopa and Toad. My older brother played the other one. Mm-hmm. But it's the only one we could actually drive with because they're handling-based. And this game is, like, so hard. Yeah. But they're also, like, slower overall. Yeah. Yeah, I so, noticed that because, like, when we were racing together, I would, like, shoot out ahead. Yeah. But then you usually yep. could catch up. Man, it's crazy. Okay. And then battle mode, man. Battle mode. Oh, yeah. I wanted to ask you <laughs> to talk about the beach water level and you're all right all right all right so the only battle mode, the only battle mode stage that is valid is battle mode stage b that's a beach with water and what you do is you get a feather and you drive straight at one of the pools you hop over the barrier and you just hang out in there it's so lame <laughs> i was like i have the shred shell i'm gonna he's hanging out in the thing that i can't get into Great. Whenever I play this with my siblings, we just like hang out in there, and we just like stare at each other from like two different pools, and we just oh, be like, "Who's gonna come out first? Who's gonna come out first? There's no reason to come out. It's, it's oh, so man. stupid, but we just do it all the time. That's so funny. But yeah, I mean, it's, like Battle I feel Mode. like it's like your guys' Zoom Boom when you did Zoom whoa, Boom. Whoa, whoa, whoa! Don't, like... don't, don't give away Zoom Boom. I'm not there yet. Okay? Oh, is that not yet? Okay, okay. we haven't reached Zoom Boom yet. All right, all right, all right, all right. Uh, yeah, yeah battle mode is kind of it's tough like you can if you're good you could like start to drift and stuff and like throw red shells or throw, throw green shells and really smack people um, yeah i think i had like one good shot on you in yeah. battle mode but it's interesting too because it's tricky to figure out the trajectory if you're drifting around but the cool thing too is that the green shells don't go away unless they hit an item and so they just eventually have all of these yep. green shells going everywhere and, well and another thing to mention is red shells are like homing shells but they're really dumb yeah they're stupid like this in Mario Kart 64, high. yeah, in Mario Kart 64, if you shoot a red shell and there's no one there, it just like goes on the track. This one, it just like shoots off to the side and disappears forever. 
Yeah. Well, it goes directly yeah. to the word of the person is, does it matter if there's like any barrier in the way? So. Yeah, so it just hits a barrier like 50% of the time. It's so annoying. All right, Ollie, speed running. How long do you think it takes to beat all cups for the best speedrunner in the world? Is this like golds in all of it? Uh, I don't know what the rules are. Huh. It just said all cups. Are there any exploits? I don't know. I just looked up the time. Oh. That's a lot of courses. I would say maybe like 45 minutes to an hour. It's 31 minutes and 46 seconds. Oh. But I also thought it was going to be like an hour. Yeah. Because like there's five laps. Like how are you going to? I don't know. I mean, they can't really speed up. That's kind of what I was meant. Yeah. Like maybe shortcuts. Yeah. Maybe. I don't know. So let's talk about art. Art. So I want to talk about, yeah. I One thing I wanted to mention about art. Uh, this is like Mario, Super Mario World era Mario stuff. And so all the courses are like Super Mario world themed like you've got choco mountain you've got kooka beach yep. you've got i mean it's really iconic is really what i have to say like all of the art is very iconic it is still that kind of like mode seven we're just going to take a layer and we're going to rotate it around and it looks 3d and then everything else is sprites but yeah my notes for art says mode seven returns because <laughs> we had it for pilot wings or whatever yeah but instead of being a demo for mode seven basically your sprite doesn't move and it's the background that's moving yeah right and like rotating what i thought is cool in order to get that like sense of like coming up on someone as you're passing them there's like different like details and like size of sprites and they just like grow on your screen oh yeah 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 like the pipes and stuff they get smaller or larger or like the blocks yeah. and stuff yeah that's cool. i thought that was a really cool way to like do the mode seven like because they're sprites right they're not on the background mm -hmm. so they had to like figure out a way to make them like depth perception i thought it was really cool yeah one thing i think is kind of funny about the whole you're saying that like their your driver just stays in the middle of the screen actually that was hilarious because <laughs> when you're playing nso online and like you have like a little like cursor pointer that you can like move around <laughs> and clap and stuff chris yeah. would just like put his hand over my racer <laughs> and so it's always see. there <laughs> It doesn't actually do anything because it doesn't actually block what I, what's going on. But yeah, anyway, yeah. Um, the sprites for the characters, they like kind of do a fun thing as they rotate around because mostly you're just facing the back of them. Yep. So like Yoshi, his like, his like mouth will open and his tongue will come out as he rotates. So if he spins, he just goes like blah, blah, a couple <laughs> times or like Koopa Troopa, I think like his eyes go up and down. Yeah. Solid art. I, I would say it's like maybe it's definitely a good showcase for mode seven and it's good art i wouldn't say it's like the best art yeah agreed agreed there's definitely better art but it's still like the art direction is solid yep yep music music yeah i have relaxing curving music apparently i didn't update it from last week well the music's iconic it i mean is. there's so many tracks that like for example whenever in smash bros brawl when they brought back uh mario circuit one oh oh i love that song so good the battle mode music is amazing. The Koopa Beach music is amazing. All these songs are just iconic. They did an amazing job. Yeah, they really did. As far as the writing story goes, we went over the characters. Um, there's no story other than let's go have Mario fun go-karting. Yeah. What more do you need? <laughs> what? <laughs> it okay. is Mario Kart. That's all you need. All right, Ollie. It's time to talk about challenges. <sighs> I mean, I, I, I messaged Chris in DMs that like, hey, we need to talk about challenges. But now that the time is here, I'm not ready for this. So apparently all these... Let the record is... state that Chris is actually a jerk, <laughs> is absolutely evil. So Chris says, okay, well, the, here's a challenge. I want you to gold on any cup with Bowser. Podium. I said podium. No, 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 no. Gold on any cup with Bowser. And I was like, okay, I can do that. That's going to be hard. But it's like, actually, no, wait, don't do that. Instead, I want you to go into the character select screen, press the Y and the A buttons. And I'm like, why, why and A buttons? Yeah. Use the B button to select stuff. Why would it? And he's like, just get on the podium. I'm like, okay. So I like pick 100cc because, of course, I'm good at this game-ish. And I'm like, Y, A button. And then Yoshi shrinks. I'm like, huh, 
that's kind of interesting. Maybe it makes me go faster. Okay. So I like proceed and we go into like the, the mushroom cup, load it up. We're going. Someone runs me over and I get flattened. And I'm like, <laughs> like what? <laughs> I have never been so completely destroyed <laughs> by a challenge yet. I was, this is impossible. So you are always shrunk. Yep. You are infinitely shrunk. You're always shrunk. You're always getting run over. You have to run a perfect race. Yep. A perfect race. <laughs> if you get hit once, you're down to eight immediately. And it's like and almost then... impossible to get past that. And then the next race, you're still an eighth. And so you have to get past everybody, but you can't touch any of them because then they run you over. It's impossible. I was getting like, I maybe I'm good enough at like Mario Circuit One that I could get to the front and I could be in first place and I could win it. And then I could do the other three tracks and it would be fine. But then I get to Mario Circuit 2, the last on the track, and I would like barely hit one of the pipes that's in the middle of the road. I get run over and then I'm done. <laughs> that happened five times. I did the whole cup five times. And I kept dying and I was like, I give up. This is the first challenge I've given up. I'm like, no. <laughs> the worst. I hate it. I was again playing with this friend that like played through the immortal and I was playing this and I was just like yelling at them. I was so <laughs> livid. And I was like, I can't tell you what's happening right now. Cause I don't want to spoil the podcast for you, but I was so pissed. I was so, so mad funny. at you, Chris. I hated that. Oh my gosh. Yeah. So if you press blind A on the character select, you're now shrunk, but then you want to make sure not to choose toad or peach because then they lay the shrinking mushrooms. But if you're already shrunk, true. it grows you. Right, it did happen once, but I could never count on it because I was yep. always ahead. Of yeah, but you'd always drive. I so my older brother and I would do this as just like a challenge for ourselves, and like play through like the first cup or whatever. Like all he was saying, sure. Um, but yeah, we definitely like go out our way to get the mushrooms. I don't remember if we ever like. I don't think we ever got gold, but it's silly, insane. <laughs> Like it's like I got game overs every single time. Like I've never struggled that much. It was so hard. And uh, so not only do you get touched and you get flattened, but your top speed I think is also reduced. So like I would see that. Yeah, because I don't think I pulled ahead from Koopa Troopa like very much at all. Yeah. Oh, yeah. oh man. Well, in relation to Give your challenge, the back of the box quote says it's the greatest racing adventure of all time. Like how can you, you know what? Heck you! Heck you! <laughs> <laughs> okay. So now we're gonna move on to the listener letters. Do you have um, any listener letters, Ollie? No, outside of like I was playing some of the games with one of my buddies, and he was like, "Yeah, it's a, it's a bullet hell for the NES." Other than that, not really. No. Okay, so I told my older brother what games we were playing this week. And he tried out Immortal and he said like, wow, this is a waste of your waste your time kind of game, right? Which we kind of talked about. Um, and then for Mario Kart, he was like, I don't really have anything, but you have to talk about Zoom Boom. <laughs> but before I talk about Zoom Boom. Here's Zoom Boom. No, before I talk about Zoom Boom, he's going to remember this. And I'm calling him out for it. I already told you this, Holly. But we would play two player as kids and we weren't very good. So our goal was to just get gold, right? Yeah. So we would team up and be like, okay, whoever gets first place on the first race of the cup, then that person is like the one who's going to get first on the rest of them. And the other person would like stay in second and absorb all the items and like fend off all the like computers, right? That's such a big brother thing to do. But that just means that he gets first on the first race because he's older. Exactly. At this point, right? Exactly. And then I'm the one fending off all the computers. So exactly, it's such he a gets big all the brother glory, move. but I guess I had all the fun. So <laughs> you just keep telling yourself that, Chris. <laughs> I will. I will. Oh, oh my goodness! I just remembered my younger brother. Well, one of my younger brothers, the oldest younger brother, the one right below me. Yeah. He was so annoying as a kid. <laughs> he. Would all right, we're just say, airing the dirty laundry here on the podcast. No, but he'd always say. You know, Chris, when I was older than you, I could beat you at Mario Kart. You were never older than me. <laughs> what does that even mean when I was I older know. than you? 
Oh, man. I'm having flashbacks. <laughs> PTSD. Okay. Zoom boom. Zoom boom. Hyped it up. Zoom All right, boom. We're going to talk about the indelible zoom boom. Zoom boom. It only exists on one track. <laughs> and, okay, so the Mario Kart I'm Circuit I'm taking off my glasses. I'm rubbing my face right now. <laughs> Mario Circuit 2, it has, like, a part where you jump over a pre- previous part of the track. And it's got a little, like, booster to get you over it, right? Can I say like, something quick? Yeah. When you're racing in that, and if you're, like, in last place, sometimes you'll occasionally see people go over that jump, but it's just, like, one frame of <laughs> yeah. the sprite. And just, like, beep. And you're, like, oh, <laughs> it looks like someone just jumped over. Anyway, go on. Yeah. So you jump, and then you, like, turn, and you're at, like, the finish line, like, right after that turn. Yeah. Right? Somehow we found out that if you use a mushroom, like, right before you go off the jump, and right before you hit the boosters for the jump, it like adds on to the booster and you you literally go flying to like the finish line. I think that you're selling this a little bit more than it actually no, is. No, you don't understand, Ollie. I can't tell you. And like when you did it, like we played two player so that I could show Ollie. And Chris wouldn't tell me what Zoom Boom was. So I was like very like let down. I was just like, <laughs> no, hold Chris, on, hold on. What is this? <laughs> I, w- I can't tell you how many times on like 150cc I would get a mushroom on the last lap. And I'd be in like third place and I'd hit the jump at a diagonal. So I jump over all of the dirt on the corner and I'd land right into the finish line and get first place. Okay. I, in 150 CC, I could see that being more exciting, but like and on, the, reason, on the cup that we were on, I was just like, yeah, <laughs> this is like one of those things to be fair to you, Chris, this is one of those things. It's kind of like with me and like hiding out in the pool of water in battle mode. It's like something stupid, like something that as a kid, it's just like oh, it's great. iconic. It's just like so rooted in like family like yep. history and stuff. But like when you share it with somebody else, you're like, what's the point of this? Yep. Well, I will say so, it's cool, but like I was a little bit like, okay, yeah, fine. No, hold on, hold on. We were I was like five. My brother was like seven. Sure. Or we were younger, you know. Sure. I don't remember. Sure. But I remember we called it Zoom Boom. And my mom was like, Why do you guys call it Zoom Boom? And we literally looked at her with straight faces. And said, because first you zoom, and then you boom! (laughs) (laughs) Oh, good old childhood. Oh, it's so great. So those are my listener letters, I guess. They were mostly just my experiences, but inserted into this section of the podcast. Yeah. I mean, you grew up with the game. I played it a little bit at friends' houses, but I didn't really ever have it. I don't know if you and I ever played Super Mario Kart. Maybe like once. Maybe. But, but no, I have more memories like, playing stuff like Secret of Mana and stuff. Yeah, if you came over to my house, like, we were playing games that had, like, lots of people playing at the same time. Yeah, like, Tales of Symphonia, we played that a ton. Yeah, like, four-player, because, like, I mean, I have a lot of brothers, so <laughs> everybody always wanted to play. Yep. <laughs> so yep. we just played games that everybody could join in on. So. Yep. All right, now comes the rating. The rating. Okay. So I said I was going to go first on this one. Yep. Unfortunately, I'm going to have to give this one two thumbs up because it's the greatest. Really? Oh, yeah. I love it. Everything about it is so Okay, okay, okay. So here's my question for you, Chris. Where does it rank on the Mario Kart's series ranking? Where Where do you put it? That's tough because, like, mechanically, it's definitely not superior. However, I'd put it third out of the eight. Only topped by Double Dash, because Double Dash is iconic. Yep. And Mario Kart 64, because all four of us could play that. Yep. But if I didn't... Oh, man. Yeah. Yeah, that's where I put it. That's pretty, pretty highly ranked. I don't know if there's a lot of people that would rank it so high. So that's Well, I wouldn't say... So anytime, anytime that I mentioned Super Mario Kart, people would say like, what? You mean Mario Kart 64? No, I mean no. Super Mario Kart, the first one. And they're like, wait, wasn't Mario Kart 64 the first one? Get out of here. You don't know what you're talking about. See, that's exactly how I felt with Link to the Past and Ocarina of Time. Everyone was like so big about like, oh yeah, yeah Ocarina of Time is the greatest of all time. I'm like, what, what? Link to the Past though? Link to the Past is great. Oh yeah. Yeah. So I'm a little bit conflicted because like I usually am the one that's more positive on these games, but I think I might just give it one thumb up. I think mostly because I don't have the nostalgia that you do for the game. It's a great game, but it is a lot more mechanically tricky. 
And I think I just have more. I mean, honestly, it's really close to me being a two. You should definitely play it. If you've never played it before, definitely give it a shot. But, but I would know just, that it's really hard. <laughs> yeah, it's really hard. I would say that probably I'd go with eight or, I mean, Double Dash is my fave, but like eight or Double Dash. Yeah, if you want to play a game for babies, just kidding. No, that's Mario Kart Wii. Oh, that's Mario Kart Wii. You're right. Baby Mario, isn't it? How can I forget? <laughs> I'm totally, like, if I don't think anybody listening to the podcast is actually, like, super fan. But maybe we'll get big enough, in which case I apologize in advance. <laughs> I'm sure people love Mario Kart Wii. Mario Kart Wii was, like, pretty iconic. But not as iconic Fairly. as Super Mario Kart. That's true. All right, so now we come to a close on this past period of time's games, The Immortal and Super Mario Kart. Woohoo! So now... So quick question. If we were to roll the Mario Kart series again, would we play 64 then? Yep. Yo. That is true. Okay. All right. Here we go. Are okay. you ready, Ollie? Quick disclaimer. So I want to make a quick clarification here. So up to this point... The way that we've structured our randomizer is that every game in the series has a weight of one. Well, sorry, every game that we own has a weight of one. However, the way that we coded it made it such that every series has a weight of one. So for example, Final Fantasy only appears in the bag of words or the bag, sure, the probabilistic bag, whatever, occurs in there only once, even though there's like 15 games in the series. Um, we realized that that was really weighting heavily against any games in any series. That's why we only have run into like one of them up Mario to this Kart. point. Yeah. And like Donkey Kong. But like, so we wanted oh, right. to make sure that we could start getting through these series a little bit faster. So instead, we weighted them by the number of games in the series is the weight. So like yep. Final Fantasy will have 15. Mario, Super Mario might have like, I don't know, 10 at this point. Um, I don't remember. So we'll have to see how this goes. We're going to continue to tweak how we handle the randomization because we don't want to just keep playing these weird one-off games from the NES forever. But yeah, also we also want to make sure that like it's fair and we have some interesting stuff to talk about. Yeah, and like it's th- this was the original vision. I just coded it incorrectly, so <laughs> I'm willing to own up to it. <laughs> fair enough. There was a feature that made us not play serious. <laughs> All right, here we go. All right, randomizer. Here we go. Insert the sound. Oh, no. We have to make a decision, Ollie. Oh, no. We rolled Pokemon. What? Holy moly. But since you don't own red, blue, or I do. I own both red and yellow. Oh, then let's just play the first one then. Pokemon Gen 1. Gen 1, let's go, baby! Let's go! Whip out your old cartridges, your virtual consoles, and play Gen 1 Pokemon with us. Yeah, get hype. I'm excited. Yeah. I'll have lots to talk about. Yeah. See you guys next time on our first Pokemon episode. See you next time.